0: Welcome, one and all, to episode one of the Shockcast, brought to you by Dual Shockers. I'm your host, Luke Entaldi and if you've been watching Dual Shockers or listening to us for a while, you know that I've already lied to you, which is a great way to start any kind of relationship. Uh, Shockcast has existed in the past. We've had more than 200 episodes, and I'm sure you know that. But this is technically the reboot. So we are your Tomb Raider 2013. We are your Ratcheting Clank. We are... The podcast based on the movie based on the podcast—you you get the idea. So I'm your host Luke Antaldi. Uh I'm here today with two people, mighty Ryan Meitzler. How you doing?
1: I think I'd like to say that we're more like the Resident Evil Remaster of podcasts—that you know, podcasts that like we're still giving you the classic experience, but in a new HD, fi, shiny way. Good so point. yeah, good point. And then we'll get the uh, Resident Evil HD Remaster Remaster <laughs> afterwards. So yeah,
0: no, we're gonna reboot this a million times. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay, so, you are a veteran, of course, of Shotcast. How are we doing I've, so
1: far? Uh, so far, so good. Nothing's exploded, so I think we're on a good uh, good track so far.
0: Okay, perfect. Um, also with us, we've got uh, Chris Conlon. Who What's are going you? on, guys? Who uh, the hell do you think you I'm, are invading this podcast?
2: I just, I just kind of snuck into this snipe call. I, I'm, I'm a hacker. I'm just going to be here staring awkwardly into the webcam the whole time.
0: Makes sense. All right, so... Um, yeah, let's let's hear a little bit about you. Who are you? What can we expect of you?
2: So, um, I have done some work with Dual Shockers in the past, mostly freelance video. Uh, so you wouldn't know me by face or by writing, thank God, because I can't write. Uh <laughs> But so I've kind of joined in on the shotcast and I'm kind of helping along with the relaunch and we're going to we're going to get a little bit more going. We're going to get some Twitch streams going and I'm trying to I'm trying to take a nice little foothold in that for everybody.
0: Okay. So for everyone wondering right now, if you're listening to the MP3, you're listening to it the wrong way. We still love that you're listening to it. But at Wednesday, 8.30, it's going to happen every freaking week. We uh, are doing a live stream. So come and join us at twitch.tv at Live. We do giveaways. We are doing giveaways today. And you heard me right. I did say giveaways. We're doing multiple giveaways uh, the one that we advertise is Dark Souls 3, and that is going to be at the end. Sorry. But we're also doing a little one in the beginning, so uh, hopefully people win that, and we'll tell you what that is very soon. Let's do some brief introductions. This is the first episode. we got to know each other. we got to know the audience. Uh, we're also keeping a look at the chat right now, so if you are chatting on Twitch.tv uh, slash Live, we're seeing what you're saying, and people are noting... Uh, noticing some underwear on my backdrop. So that's great. Uh, I should have cleaned up my room beforehand. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's start with Ryan. Let's give us a small introduction. Who are you? Uh, I'm Ryan. Hi, Ryan. That, that's it,
1: right? That's all I need to say. Is, no, uh, i uh oh. Who you are.
0: Who, who the fuck do you think you are? What is your position? <laughs> when did you join Dual Shockers? Stuff like that.
1: Uh, So, I joined uh, about three years ago, uh, and I started as a staff writer, and just recently I'm now our features editor, Uh, so I'll be working on bringing uh, some original new stuff to you guys soon, uh, you know, once we get that underway. I guess in terms of stuff in the games industry I've done before, uh, I did some writing before that at uh, one or two smaller sites. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, working with, you know, with, uh, you know, DualShockers has kind of been my, my main thing I've been doing now. Um, and obviously it's been quite an experience. It's been a lot of fun getting to go to a lot of really cool events, check out some great games, um, talk about Smash Brothers and get made fun of a lot. It's great. So, yeah, that's been about it. So. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Um so what is we're going to do this for everyone what's your favorite genre and what consoles do you own uh does smash brothers count as a genre kind of it is (laughs) definitely a sumo wrestling i'd say genre it's not fighting we're not starting this battle now you cannot make me start this battle now but uh, that's
1: fine yeah um i i don't have i don't know if i have a particular favorite genre um smash brothers is my favorite game so i'll go with that um and then in terms of consoles i have i have currently i have ps4 xbox one vita 3ds and pc is mostly wow. what i play as so yeah so i have a, a bunch of stuff yeah
0: all right chris you're up next you already said oh, who are. you already said what your position is you joined dual shock you snuck under the radar you basically just showed up to the skype and now you're in dual so um <laughs> what have you done before game industry game press wise
2: uh, so, game industry and gaming press. I've really only like, like I said, really done the freelance video for Dual Shockers. Um, I mean, I've sat through the hell that is like working at a GameStop. Does that count for anything?
0: That kind of. Ca- I, I mean, that counts. Slave <laughs> <labor>? That kind of <laughs> like, counts.
2: It, it's essentially slave labor. I was an assistant manager, getting no benefits. So
0: yes. All right. Perfect. Uh, so, what is your favorite genre? What consoles do you own?
2: <laughs> favorite genre is hard. Um, it's, it's not a genre. or is it uh (laughs) more
0: on that later but keep going (laughs) uh
2: probably i would say uh role-playing games i'm a big fan of turn-based strategy games as well and you know i like shooting things like everybody else uh favorite game franchise is definitely mass effect though the one that kind of blends in most of my favorites
0: all right that works uh and consoles
2: yeah so consoles i have the playstation 3 and 4, the Xbox 360, the Wii and the Wii U, um, and the 3DS. I have way too many 3DS, by the way. They need to stop making collector's editions of one and making me throw my money at
0: them. Alright, and now it's my introduction. Everyone loves talking about themselves. Uh, My name's Luke Intaldi. If you don't know me, that's not much of a surprise. I joined relatively um, late to the game. I probably joined Dual Shockers in November, I think, and I am now the reviews editor as of last Friday. And apparently the Shopcast host, so booyah. Um, before I worked at the Shopcast and Dual Shockers, I was part of a small site, I'll give them the shout-out, Middle of Nowhere Gaming. Uh, then I worked briefly at My Nintendo News. If you ever see a ton of Nintendo rumors and small stories were coming from My Nintendo News. And I transitioned. But I've been basically writing about games for about three years. And also podcasting for two to three years. And I think part of why they hired me is to reboot this podcast. So uh, that's what I'm doing. My favorite genre. That's I I really didn't. I made this damn question. I didn't think about this. Um, Whatever genre I'm guessing uh, Legend of Zelda falls in. For the most part, I, I, action adventure. I, I'm also including, you know, bloodborne in on that. I'm including anything where you're walking around a huge world with a sword. I love that. That's my shit. Um, as far as consoles go, I have everything but the OUYA. I'm literally the only person in the world with an Alienware and, uh, PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, uh, Vita, new Nintendo 3DS. I, I, got it all, um. For better or worse, I don't play half of them. But I have them. And I need them if I'm reviewing those. So, that is the introduction. Uh, and now that we're done with the introduction, and hopefully we have a lot of people on. Do we have a lot of people on? We have 18 people on. That's a decent number. So, hey. we are going to start with our first giveaway. Our first giveaway is not Dark Souls 3. It's going to be Quantum Break. Uh, this has been generously donated by someone on... Our site uh, everyone knows giuseppe if you go to dualshockers.com he's everywhere everywhere and he very generously donated his code for a free giveaway so this is uh quantum break pc code and we're gonna run the giveaway now can someone do that i don't know uh, I do
2: that. let me see if it'll let me
0: it's right. probably how do i do it otherwise um you're gonna type in
2: this once I, once I swear to God, I know how to type. No one judge me.
0: Oh, my Lord. Oh, hey! One hey! Way. Perfect. So, what I want you to do is just send us an email at editors at dualshockers.com for quantum dank on 420. <laughs> uh, thank you, Charlie Savage. I know who you are. Writing things, writing nasty things on here. Anyway. Uh, we're doing Dark Souls 3 later on. you got to stick with us. Or you just stay logged in. If you don't answer, we'll put something on Twitter letting you know that you want to make sure to check. If not, then we're giving it away next week. But I am going to. While, this, while this is only PC code, Dark Souls 3 is going to be physical, any console you want, or digital if you prefer digital. Um, but, yeah. So that's giveaway number one. Let's go into the news. So we have... Less stories today, we knew we were doing the introductions, we're doing a lot of uh, extra talking, so we figured we'd cut it short on that. Let's start with the first one, new releases. Uh, Chris, can you talk that? You just drank water? I just drank some water, getting ready for this. So,
2: for our new releases, we have Dark Souls 3, Ratchet & Clank, and Star Fox Zero.
0: Alright, so, what are we qualified to talk about? Let's discuss some of these um ryan have you played any of them
1: uh not yet no i i'm actually i'm trying to get to dark souls 3 so i've been playing we'll probably talk about this a little bit later but i've been playing through dark souls 1 uh where i haven't gotten too far but i'm slowly but surely getting through it uh but unfortunately i haven't played any of these new releases uh i do want to check out ratchet and clank because that's always been a series that i've never um really gotten into and I think especially just because, like, A, because of how beautiful that this new Ratchet and Clank looks, and, you know, B, it's it's kind of like a reboot sort of thing. So, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like it's definitely, if you're interested in the series, it's probably a good way to kind of get in and, and uh, jump into it.
0: Right. How about you, Chris? Try any of these yet?
2: I haven't tried any of them yet. I'm honestly interested in trying Star Fox Zero. I played it once at a press release, and it didn't handle that great, but... It was kind of a control scheme that's a little bit weird to try and get used to in like you know a very brief amount of time. So I I kind of want to give it a shot because as far as as far as the looks goes, it looks very nice,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it's Star Fox. It's a nice on rails space shooting game. Right. I have to play it. Like if not, my inner five year old is going to be
0: very mad at me. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're a fan of the old Star Fox. I've played Ratchet and Clank so far. We're giving away my copy of Dark Souls Three, so haven't played that yet though. I'm going to get to it. I'm reviewing a ton of things and we're going to talk about what we're playing and what we're reviewing right now. But I've been playing a bit of Ratchet & Clank, more I've been watching my roommate play it. My roommate is um, is 19 years old, never really played a video game before, but had distinct memories of uh, Ratchet and & Clank. And it's a game that she was able to get into very very quickly and very very easily so i that's there's something to be said about that they really did a great job with this if they can get um a casual crowd i'd say into a uh into a kind of casual kind of non-casual game uh, i wouldn't exactly you know it's not like an iphone game or something but Mm -hmm. everything about it looks great it's definitely a type of genre i hope they bring back soon like it got to the point I was looking for this game, and uh, it was hard to find. I don't know if you guys have been looking for it all, but in GameStop, it's actually difficult to find this game. It's really great. I'm glad Insomniac is like just consistently a studio I can count on to do awesome things with uh, like Sunset Overdrive, uh, which Doppler effect ninety three in the chat says, I hope Insomniac makes another sunset overdrive. Yeah, I agree. That was a great game. So yeah. That's, and we're going to talk Star Fox Zero and Dark Souls 3 later on in their own respective segments, so I think we can move right past that. The next news story, I'll cover this one, and it's the uh, title of this episode, uh, PS4.5 and Neo News slash Specs. You guys have heard of this, right?
1: Uh, I have. Also called the PlayStation 4K, PlayStation 4.5... PlayStation something, I don't know, something like that. But uh, it's it's gone by a lot of different names, but basically this has kind of like been the, the rumors surrounding a new uh, upgraded PS4 model.
0: Right. So, th- yeah, this has been floating around for weeks now. It was kind of brought to the attention by Kotaku, uh, reiterated by Eurogamer, and they said that it was true, that there was rumblings about it. Now there's been, like, almost official confirmation, and this is still, uh, you know from sources that aren't our sources so we can't say 100 percent sure it's definite but it's giant bomb and we generally trust giant bomb when it comes to rumors and sources they've verified it with multiple people and they say that uh playstation 4.5 called neo um which makes sense <laughs> whoa <I> mean,
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was to say it's like all the immediately all i started seeing were like keanu reeves and matrix gifts and it was great yeah. Everyone has a good time. Yeah. They're
0: just, apparently, <laughs> that's just their whole cycle. Every code name from now on is going to be uh, solely uh, solely matrix based. But anyway, PS 4.5, Neo. Uh, mul- they say multiple sources have confirmed for us details of the project, which is internally referred to as Neo. There's no official price, but there's rumblings about $399.99 around that 400 limit or $450 based on uh the internals which i don't think they've settled on uh the documentation says that they're uh upping the cpu from 1.6 to 2.1 gigahertz uh they're upgrading the gpu and increasing the memory by about 24 percent uh interestingly they said that all games would be working on this playstation 4.5 neo Let's just call it Neo. I don't want to keep saying both of them. Uh, All games are going to work on Neo, but Neo would be able to offer a uh, special setting, I guess, which would boost the games, um, all games going forward, hopefully, and offer better frame rates and better textures and better visuals and all of that. Um, This could retroactively be applied to older games. If you wanted to play The Last of Us Remastered, it could happen, but... Naughty Dog or whoever the developer of those old games would have to go back and proactively make a patch or upgrade, uh, which sounds very difficult. It sounds like a logistical nightmare, but we'll get into that. Um, also, they said you can't include exclusive gameplay options or features, so you couldn't go on Rocket League if you had a PlayStation 4.5 and Neo. Damn it, I'm breaking my own rule. You couldn't go and find, <laughs> like, a new car because you have Neo. Uh, and these are all uh associated with the documents of course any of this can change at any time uh i want to hear what you guys think about it and i want to see what the chat thinks about it
2: um so i guess i'll start so i to me it's gonna have to give us something for me to justify even purchasing it when i have a ps4 already you know like upgrading the specs on it is fine they don't i'm not really like a savvy computer person when it comes to like tech specs to me, it doesn't seem like it's enough for me to justify spending another $400 on something. I just bought, what was it like two, two years ago, three years ago at this point.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's it, it, to me, it's not enough. And VR, like the concept of that being like an exclusive feature to it. Um, it VR doesn't totally get me yet. So there's nothing in it that, to me, screams, I have to go out here and I have to drop another 400 bucks.
0: Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people are saying. I'm looking at the chat right now and I'm trying to read a few things off. Uh, Bond says, if it's just graphical changes, I don't care. If it makes VR better, I may have to get one. Uh, Dalo says, I'm very skeptical about PS4.5. I still think it's a bad move. And monk says, it's what PS4 should have been In the first place one reason i wasn't an early adopter um ryan what do you think
1: i think that's definitely a good point um you know what they were saying about uh being an early adopter versus jumping in now where obviously um you know i think i think part of my feelings on the new console are uh you know um kind of mixed because of, like, kind of what we've seen already with uh, Nintendo with the 3DS and how they've released, like, the new 3DS and how I've kind of had this experience where, you know, it's like you get, you know, I've had a 3DS and I've actually, I've upgraded from an original 3DS to a 3DS XL because I wanted the bigger screen. Mm-hmm. But then now, obviously, we have the new 3DS, which is, you know, has better graphical performance, things like that. So, I mean, that's really what I what I think is, is most likely going to happen with the PS4, you know, 4.5, Neo, whatever it's called. Um, right. You know where it is gonna. I don't think it's gonna be major upgrades, but I think it'll. It might be substantial enough where there may be. You know, I don't. They haven't said they're gonna be like. I mean, they haven't really announced this yet, but there aren't right. gonna be like exclusive games for it or anything like that that we know of so far. Um, you know, from what it sounds like, it sounds like they're gonna try to make everything work for both systems. But obviously, um, you know, an example I had with this was with uh, Hyrule Warriors Legends, where that was a game that worked on both the 3DS and the new 3DS. Uh, but the game is just a technical mess on the old 3DS. It's just it, it, the frame rates are are really really bad on that game, and that's right. kind of what I you know was a big part of my review is that the technical problems were so big. So I, you know, part of me I think kind of worries that that might be a situation we might run into where it's you know the games will work on the older system, but you know they just won't be up to the par because then you know essentially developers will have to you know tailor their games to the higher end system um i think is you know what seems to happen especially with vr i think that's you know that seems that seems to me what the biggest um benefit this system would offer be is improved vr performance
0: right yeah, yeah. so i'm going to read a little bit more of the comments mr muscle says if sony makes the 4.5 mandatory for vr use then I'm going to bust a nut. But you guys believe (laughs) this is going to happen? I believe so because of the 90 FPS to keep the nausea away. Uh, And Doppler Effect says, it is potentially a big gamble for Sony. The price will need to be right, and I'm not sure how it will be received. They are releasing VR at the same time. Hopefully they won't distract consumers from it. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to voice my concerns. I don't like it. And I know a lot of people are saying that you know it's just an upgrade if you don't like it you don't have to buy it but i do think that it sets a bad tone um and really how playstation's been winning this uh, sony in general has been winning the race so far is just their goodwill attitude they've Mm -hmm. been able to say um you know at e3 they're able to say this is how we share games when xbox one is being limited and you know just passing a game to each other they've been able to ride on the backs of goodwill uh, for gamers. And I think that that's my biggest concern. Um, they they just, yeah, they, they're really kind of ruining that goodwill. If they're saying, all right, all you early adopters, everyone who supported this so far, um, you should have, you should have waited because uh, we're going to come out with something two years later and not going to tell you about it. Because Honestly, this is probably somewhat in development two or three years ago. They might have mentioned it. Or even better, they should have probably considered some sort of port or something that they can add. Uh, and I don't know. I doubt this is even possible. Maybe more accurate would be quick or, or easy, proficient upgrades uh, mm-hmm. like the hard drive is. The hard drive is super easy to Replace for the PlayStation 4. They might want to, they should have considered that for all the component parts so that you could just buy a kit maybe to upgrade it yourself. Um,
1: I just, I've never believed that as an option. I just feel like that's way too complicated for, you know, I feel like what, you know, because I feel like the big part of consoles is they're just ease of use. And I right. feel like once you get into that, once you get into the, the realm of offering basically what would be like, you know, uh, upgrading a PC, I just think that's not going to, I don't think it's going to fly with what the console market would, would offer. Um, you know, so I don't know if it would be something where it's like, Oh, here's a kit to like, you know, to take out your processor and put a new one in and blah, blah, blah. I just, I think that's not gonna, I feel like it would have to be either a trade in the, the, the way, the, the way that I kind of feel like, and, and what seems to me makes the most sense is if it's a system like a cable box or a modem or something like that, where you just yeah. go in and you basically like trade it in, you get the new model. Um, you know, I feel like it's going to be the, going to be the option they would they would have to go with i think for a console um right. so depending on whether that's like a trade-in program or you you know something along those that line i think that makes more sense
0: right and i want to echo some of the concerns i heard from um many people i'm sure here listen we're talking playstation many people uh listen to colin moriari over kind of funny and uh ps i love you and i was listening earlier today Uh, to their new episode. And he brought up a great point of uh, the developers. uh, This is going to be a logistical nightmare for the developers. And maybe they... Like, why didn't they just wait for PlayStation 5? Wait another two years, and they could have said it was a shorter cycle. But, um, yeah. Like, now PlayStation... There's going to be this long, double-split system, basically. Where, you know, people... Are going to feel burned by this I'm sure and regardless if that's justified I'm not even talking about whether it's justified because I'm you know I'm the kind of person who go out and buy it Uh, hell I I might even be the kind of person in the position that I am that I might even get it you know we might get it for free because we're working in games press but I'm less concerned about that because I go online and I could see a hundred people being upset about it Um, and that's what's more concerning to me is the goodwill they may lose in this uh, system. So, yeah. That's yeah. my concerns. Let's see if there's anything else they're saying in the chat. You guys notice any standout comments? Dollar. Dallow- Dalo again says, I wouldn't have a problem if this happened in 2018. That's five years after the PS4 release. This is a reasonable console cycle. I feel
1: like that is like that definitely feels a bit more like what we've been used to with like a four, you know, like like generally most consoles I feel like we've seen um, you know, four or five years um, you know, kind of be the average lifespan of a console you know, give or take. Um, I think as, as Quasimunk kind of points out, I feel like with this generation especially, this was definitely more of an incremental uh, generation of consoles right. rather than last generation. Because I mean, when you look at the generation generation of the 360 and PS3, you know, that, that era, you know, that generation lasted almost a decade just on like the, you know, on that hardware pretty much. Right. Um, you know, versus you know, and then we had the um, the Xbox One and the PS4 come out, and well, they're they're good consoles. They're not, you know, they're, they're definitely not. I think the the shift that we saw with the 360 and the PS3 bringing us into the HD era, and you know, the Xbox One, and the PS4 were already kind of underpowered when they came out, and now I think this is kind of this is kind of a band aid where it's like this is going to be you know just to have, get a little bit more um, you know mileage out of this uh, console generation. I think.
0: Yeah. I I suppose. I mean, we're already seeing limits on the system when it comes to, for instance, fallout. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like we are growing exponentially. I'm not concerned with the fact that this might be mandatory. Like this might actually be something that the console needs. Um, and I'm not questioning that if they, if that's what they're figuring out, if that's what the developers and publishers are asking for, I'm okay with that.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm worried about the message it sends to the consumers. Um, yeah, I, I just think that it's it's not a great it's gonna it's not a good platform for them. It's something that they're gonna have to spin really really well because right, yeah. too many people aren't on board. And I don't think simply saying oh it's a you know it's simply a gameplay graphical uh, frame rate change it's you know not anything too big. Um, that's not gonna be enough to cut it in my opinion.
2: Yeah, to me it's just like. The message they would be sending is if they put it out like that is might as well go out, save up some money and buy a gaming PC. Because the reason you get a console, at least the reason I do, is it's a little investment you make. And the normal cycle has been about, about like, what, seven, eight years until the new one comes out. Another maybe two years where something gets supported in it still. That's why I buy a console. Financially, it's a little bit more feasible to me than dropping, you know, over a grand on the gaming PC. But if you're going to tell me, you know, hey two years down the road guess what guys ever changing world you need to buy a new one why don't i just buy a gaming pc make that investment and not have to worry about you know only have to do small incremental upgrades on it
0: yeah great point great point all right so let's move on from there we might get questions about it later but uh next this one flew under the radar dual shockers was the first to notice it Ubisoft uh, trademarked 1666. This is extraordinarily relevant. It was a big story uh, that didn't really uh, cause too much of a stir, but will down the line if something happens with it. Uh, For those who don't know, it's been nearly three years since Codename Project 1666 was put on an indefinite hiatus. Uh, The lineage behind it, 1666 started as a THQ Montreal game before the late and great THQ uh declared bankruptcy the studio as well as the 1666 ip was then purchased by ubisoft 1666 lead developer oh my god i will not be able to say this patrice de Siles and de Cilles, french french person creator of assassin's creed of course eventually parted ways with ubisoft in a messy spat over 1666's creative direction and ownership of property rights uh, after becoming subject to court litigation the project was announced uh, indefinitely suspended by Ubisoft until this. Now we have a recent trademark filing for 1666 suggesting the litigation may be over or they're willing to start a new battle or something. They paid nearly uh, $2.5 million for the property, so I think they were pitching it as the new Assassin's Creed at the time, or at least that's what THQ was saying. So, um, yeah, this is going to be interesting if this ends up. Uh, being one of the E3 announcements, as many know, Ubisoft also uh, trademarked Beyond Good and Evil, which is, mm-hmm. also has that rumor of being an NX exclusive, but we'll ignore that for the moment being. They could have a potentially huge E3 showcase, um, definitely generating a ton of buzz. Um, and that's good, because normally I sleep through Ubisoft's E3 presentation. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I don't I don't know if there's a ton to say on that, but I, I think it's definitely good to bring up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so oh, I'm gonna read out some stuff in the chat. E- I am Jev says that's what we need another Assassin's Creed. I know they just took a fucking break for a year and they're gonna announce a new one. Um, uh, D Deathfuse. Makes sense. Oh my god, I can't read it for anything. The Great Fire of London was in 1666. Yeah, it was previously also named 1666 Amsterdam, so that's some idea of where this may turn out. Mm -hmm. But let's move on to the next story. Uh, There's been some hints on Sony Bend's new PS4 exclusive. uh, And Sony Bend, everyone's been asking questions about what they're doing. Uh, This was shared by uh, Twitter insider Shinobi. And the tease included dead don't ride which had previously been seen so far dead don't ride uh is owned by uh dead don't is owned by SIE, sony interactive entertainment so there's a good idea that this may be legitimate there was uh they also mentioned in the tweets that it is not a racing game thank god what do you think this is dead don't ride sony bend
1: I mean, when I when I heard about that, I immediately thought like twisted metal. Basically, was kind of the the image that I had in my head. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard to say because I mean, if it isn't a racing game, I don't I don't know. Like I I, I mean, I guess I'll just have to kind of wait and see. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think is, is uh, potential like what this uh, exclusive could be? I guess maybe just think because what else has Sony been done? They've done uh, Uncharted: Golden Abyss. Uh, they did. What were their other games?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Did they I do wipe did the they do wipe head. out or no? I'm gonna find this out. And if you guys know what Sony Ben did, uh, let us know in the comments, but I'm gonna find this really quickly.
2: So I think uh, I know what Dead oh, Don't Ride will of course, be.
0: Siphon filter. They did uh, all the okay. siphon filters. Resistance Retribution, Uncharted Golden Abyss, okay. Fight for Fortune, but Noted that their last game was Fight for Fortune. They haven't really done anything for four years. I'm sure they did stuff behind the scenes uh, for other games, but they haven't really done any major games for about four years. This clearly isn't a. It doesn't sound like a siphon filter, ga- filter game. That's not coming back anytime soon. Right. So what were we saying, Chris? It's
2: probably going to be a post-apocalyptic Williamsburg, Brooklyn, where it's just all the zombie hipsters trying <laughs> to ride their bikes, falling over as it's just failing. <laughs>
1: So it's basically that level from uh, GTA 5 when Trevor has to shoot all the hipsters uh, in that one scene. I don't know if you guys got also to that part. Also known as but the yeah. best level of the game. It's actually, much, the, yeah.
0: uh,
2: it's actually the Red Dead Redemption uh, zombie DLC version of that level. Just oh, all over
1: again.
0: That would be great, yeah. Um, there's also news. So this is clearly going to be something with the story, probably new IP. There was an update that a NeoGAF user found uh, Stuntwoman Jade Kwan uh on her imdb i think or her linkedin or some sort of professional page she listed dead don't Ride on her resume uh the stunt was coordinated by formosa interactive that works extensively with sony and has taken part in the production of the last of us and infamous second son so if that's anything to note we should like this is likely going to be a huge announcement it's going to be a big ip and a new ip Mm -hmm. so that's good news yeah
1: it sounds it sounds cool i'm excited to hear i'm just wondering because there are all these uh exclusives that sony has kind of down the pipeline where they have drawn to death dead don't ride Mm -hmm. let it die i'm sensing a theme here of their their games of (laughs) a lot of death coming up but uh we'll see
0: how how it it, it goes right 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 right. all right so uh ryan do you want to cover the next one uh yeah sure uh so Lou, you
1: get a beta, and Chris, you get a beta, and I get a beta. Everyone gets a beta. Um, there were a lot of different uh, betas happening over the last uh, week or so. Um, so we're uh, just, I guess, to briefly go over them. There was uh, Battleborn had their uh, open beta. Uh, Doom also had an open beta. I believe Overwatch just finished their uh, closed beta, or, or it's ending soon. Uh, Gears of War had uh, Gears of War Four had a beta. Uh, Halo Five, I believe, is the new firefight mode that also had a beta. Um, so there's a lot going on and a lot to choose from. Um, so I, I, I personally haven't, didn't get a chance to play, uh, any of these. Um, so if anyone in the Twitch chat wants to share their thoughts about any of those games that they got to play, uh, over the last week, uh, feel free to share that. Um, but I think we could start because Chris, you said you you played, uh, Battleborn, right? Over the last week.
2: Yeah. So I got to play a lot of Battleborn and that game is a lot of fun, man. That game is a lot of fun. Um, it blends, it, it's not like a true MOBA game but it blends MOBA and like hero shooter very well um the only the only thing that like I kind of I kind of felt while I was playing it was the single player story um I played one level uh no I'm sorry I played both levels but the first level I played the humor didn't feel very gearboxy it felt mm-hmm. like someone trying to make a gearbox humor
1: right if yeah. that makes
2: sense mm-hmm. Yeah, because so like I guess had... for
1: yeah for, for those that don't know, uh, the game's made by uh, Gearbox Software, who previously did the Borderlands games. Right.
2: Yeah. So like, it was, uh, <laughs> it was it was weird because like you'd have characters like uh, I mostly played through the beta as Oscar Mike, who is like mm-hmm. the most basic shooter character, but he's also really stupid. And he was just listening to the things he was saying was awesome. He was in a mix of terrible puns and not being able to count to three. Um, So he was hilarious. But then there was, in the first level, like, the boss was this giant mechanical spider who thought it was an actual spider. And literally every single line was like, I'm a spider. Ha, ha, ha. This is funny, right, guys? (laughs) And I'm like, please, please just stop.
0: Yeah, that sounds... Fantastic! That's a, you really sold me on it. Um, I, I'm really waiting for uh, for Overwatch. That everyone says that sounds great.
1: Me too. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think out of all the um, the big kind of upcoming multiplayer games, Overwatch is definitely the one that I'm most um, you know curious about, and and definitely the most excited to check out. Um, I think because in particular, like for me, I really love TF2. It's like one of my favorite multiplayer games. And that's kind of the vibe I get from the game is because, you know, not just uh, visually, but I think it's just filled with a lot of, uh, you know, just like charm. And, you know, I, I like all the character designs and they're really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely the one I think I'm the most, um, you know, the most excited to check out lately. Um, but there's definitely a lot of really cool. Um, uh, <laughs> No, Nikki Cruz. I wouldn't say it's bi curious, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's definitely a lot of good comments in here. It seems like a lot of people uh, got to try the betas. Uh, I'm still really happy to see the shotguns rule all in Gears of War 4, according to Doppler Effect 93, um, mm-hmm. because I, yeah, shotguns and gears have always been like I just way overpowered. Um, I think uh, Gears 4. We're gonna talk about this later, but I'm going to Pax East. I believe Gears 4 is there, so I'm probably gonna try that out while I'm there. Um, but yeah, uh anything else you guys want to add about the betas or should we just go through some comments?
0: Yeah, let's read some comments real quickly. Uh JL Floor says, "Doom was fun, but most non-team deathmatch matches felt like very one-sided." Interesting blend of an arena shooter and contemporary multiplayer FPS. Uh, after that, Doppler Effect says Gears of War 4 and Doom, he played both of them. Those mm-hmm. are great. Uh Mr uh Mr Uncle Muscle says Doom character- characters too much like Halo characters.
1: Yeah, I feel like out of any of them like Doom, I've heard kind of mixed um, mixed reactions to so far. Um, I know when I saw the trailers and when I saw the demonstrations and stuff at e- uh, E3 last year, you know, I thought Doom looked really cool. Um, mm. You know, they, they, they added these kind of like almost Mortal Kombat type uh, fatalities in there where you could like, you know, execute enemies and do all that. Um, but it definitely, you know, I would say that the kind of generic... Um, yeah, the generic character designs a little weird. That everyone has said that they basically just look like Halo man, where they're just like you know rolling around these like Master Chief sort of knockoff armors and stuff. So, um, but you know, I am kind of I'm I'm still like looking forward to checking that out and seeing what the um, what the game is like. Probably more the single player than the multiplayer. Um, but I'll I'll definitely check it out.
0: Right. Um, so yeah, I think it's safe that we can move on to uh, listener questions. So. Chris, can you read the first question that we have? Also, we don't have a ton of listener questions yet. This is of this is our first uh, podcast, obviously. So, uh, if you have them, say them in the stream. Also, uh, we're going to set up an email. I'm not sure where we can do that. Right now, you can email us at lewis, L-O-U-I-S. My name's over somewhere there, down. Uh, at dualshockers.com. And uh, don't send me pictures of your penis, but... You can send me questions. See know. now that, that now that penis? you mentioned that. You're no, now that I know now now you've asked for it. So, but but
2: Luke, can they send you questions about the picture of their penis?
0: If it's a medical question, I will answer. If okay, there is an issue.
2: He's on record for saying that. Hold him to a chat.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have it on. We have it on tape. So.
2: Um, so yeah, the first uh, viewer question comes from Landon L, and it's do you think the Neo is going to be mandatory to use the Morpheus? The catch is going to be getting rid of motion sickness is a smooth 90 frames per second, and I'm not convinced the PS4 can do it without giving up some sort of quality or power in exchange. So, uh, we kind of ended up touching on this in when we were talking about the PS Neo, PS4 Neo, the system. Um, and I would say Yes. Um it's probably going to be something that'll at least be required for it. Um at least for certain games cuz like what what they show with the PlayStation experience was it Eagle Flight? Yeah, I think uh, was one yeah, of them. Yeah, that was yeah.
1: Eagle Flight, yeah. yeah.
2: I don't think you're going to need to upgrade your system to play Eagle Flight. <laughs> but for certain other ones there's probably going to be some kind of requirement that the actual PlayStation 4 at this point can't handle.
0: Um Yeah. So, I don't think it's going to be required. I, I don't think Neo's mandatory. That, that would be something they really would have to put or let us know early on because everyone's already pre ordered their stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think they really can't afford to do that because essentially it's been about two years or so, I think, since we've at least known about Morpheus. And I think, I think you can't, they can't just bait and switch people where it's like, oh, hey, here's, you know, PlayStation VR, it's coming out this fall. But then, you know, a couple months before, then they're like, and you have to get a PS4.5. I, I just don't think they can do, afford to do
0: that. Right. All right, so moving on to the next question. Aud Dre says, what do you guys think of the new Destiny April update? Who here plays Destiny?
1: Uh, I used to. I haven't played it in a while, but <laughs>
0: right. Oh, we yeah. just raised hands. That totally doesn't work for MP3s. Um, oh, was, <laughs> oh yeah. That was sorry, iTunes Chris, listeners. I <laughs> uh, and it's less playing so much as has a Destiny addiction from time to time. Uh, so, what do you think of the April update, Chris? Um, I'm
2: having way more fun with this update than I've had in Destiny since like the Taken King came out, and it's it's not because there's this great influx of content. If you're looking for something else to do since the Taken King came out, don't play it. There's going to be about a week of, maybe a week's worth of new stuff to do if you take your time. But it's an amazing quality of life change. I went from 313 at max with gear I didn't want to use when the update dropped to I am 327 now. And if you've played Destiny, you know that is a crazy jump in what is, what, a week? A little over a week
0: yeah maybe like a week at most but i agree wholeheartedly um while i wouldn't say that there's not i guess i'd say there's not a ton of new content but prison of elders is awesome it's always been awesome it's way better now um i really enjoy it like it's a great way to like just chill out it's not as difficult for like end game players, but it's like just a fun way to sit down and like waste time in destiny. And I like that they give you those options. So you don't just have to sit there and do strikes. Like that's, that's now a viable option. Um, and yeah, quality of life changes were fantastic. I think I go on every time and I, you know, I could play for an hour or two and I'll definitely get my light level up at least two or three points. Um, and that's, that's awesome. I I can't believe that they've listened to the community so much on Mm -hmm. that. Because uh, I think that they have been having communication and transparency issues up to this point. So I'm glad they're making some fixes. Especially right before, well not right before, months before, but months before their next thing's coming out. Um, Alright, so next. Pat PatGar36 says, any thoughts on the Star Fox review scores today or lack of being able to produce one? We're going to talk about that <laughs> later. So we're, we're going to table that question. Uh, after that, Defuse. I have a simple question destiny or division
1: hmm. it's a good one um i haven't played division yet uh i i am planning on playing it at some point um so i guess i have to default to destiny um but you know i am, I am definitely going to check out the division at some point um you know destiny i feel like I, I haven't hasn't really grabbed me consistently i've just kind of been playing it whenever there's been new content coming out so you know i played it for a while um you know, and then stopped for a while. Then I played it again when Taking King came out, then I stopped, and then, you know, I might pick it back up again for some of these April updates and see um, see what's in there. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, what, what do you guys think?
2: So, I am on the side of Destiny, and I play both. My main reason is, and I've, I've talked to people about this, both at my job and my friends as a whole, um, I will never contemplate picking up The Division if I don't have three friends who are also going to play The Division with me at that time. Right. Um, yeah. Not saying that the game isn't fun, but it's not fun when I'm not when I'm playing it alone. <laughs> it it requires it requires teamwork to do, um, and I haven't even, I haven't even touched the incursions yet. Honestly, I'm, I I haven't felt like the the desire to do it yet. But it is it is a very it's a good game. But I will go Destiny
0: every time. From mm-hmm. me. Um, and this is uh, a very easy question for me, and it's not easy because I have a definite preference between the two after solidly playing the, both games for a long period of time. I have really only played Destiny for a, an extreme stretch, and that's because as, you know, reviewing games and all that, I, I really don't have the time to invest in the Division like I did for Destiny when it came out, um, but from what I've noticed, I've gotten... Maybe ten levels in. Um, I just prefer Destiny, and I'll give you the reason. Not so much for the story, not so because I think the story is more interesting in the Division. I think the setting is possibly more interesting in the Division. I need to explore more, but um, I definitely think the mechanics feel better to Destiny. Like that game, I, that game feels like home. It really does. Like I could just pop it in any time, and it just feels great. Um, but all right, let's get. To one or two more questions. Death Views again. Do you guys all live in New York City? We're dual shockers. So, New dual shockers, of course, New York based. New York <laughs> City based. Do we live in New York City? I do. I do. I don't. No, I live currently on Long Island. Pride of Long Island, kind of. Of dual shockers. But, yeah, so that's your answer. Uh, number eight Axel, who is Shocker's very own Steven Santana, says, "Hey, Ryan, uh, has Ryan completed the previous Witcher games yet?
1: Uh, I played five hours of the first one last year, and I need to get back on that because I really want to play. Um, I really want to play The Witcher Three, so I'm definitely going. I'm going to at some point. I'm going to pick it back up on it, uh, probably sooner rather than later. But not yet. But
0: it will happen. All right. So uh, let's." call it quits there on the questions of course if you have more email them to me at uh can someone put this in can chris you put in the chat it's lewis l-o-u-i-s at dualshockers.com um and i will add them to next week and so far there's a very high chance that we're going to read your question next week um all right so for those keeping track we've got two more segments to go before we give the dark souls 3 giveaway So, just to keep you guys updated.
2: Before we get into those segments, I have a uh, fun development that happened. So, uh, La Diablo, who has been very patient with us, does not have an Xbox One or a PC capable of running Quantum Break. What? So, he is willing to let us raffle off Quantum Break again.
0: What a nice young lad. So, we're going to be raffling off Quantum Break one more time. Hopefully, that karma works out for him. So, let's do it. Run the numbers. Let's do it
2: i swear to god i can type winner i know how to spell i graduated
0: <laughs> from college winner chicken dinner audrey 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 hey. all right Opa. so she gets the pc copy of i know her personally so she gets the pc copy of uh quantum break good for her all right so next on the list uh this is the topic of the show. Of course, Dark Souls 3. We're talking difficulty in games. We haven't played Dark Souls 3 yet. It's an epic sin. I know it is. But until then, we're going to talk about difficult games, what we think about difficult games, what are the hardest games we've ever had to play. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a great one to start on. What is the hardest game you guys have ever had to play? And also, let us know in the chat too. Hmm. It's
2: hard to pin it on like a specific th- game but one that always comes to mind is the ninja gaiden franchise uh before it became a terrible technical mess those games were always very hard for me mm-hmm. ryan um
1: single hardest game I don't know if I have a uh, single single. Uh, oh, we can single do multiple artist.
0: games. What, what multiple. It? Okay. All
1: right. There are two two specific uh, things in mind for me. Uh, one of which was uh, not not just game, but like specific moments. Uh, the Mile High Club Challenge in Call of Duty Four. Oh my god. Uh, which, I, which I did on Veteran, <laughs> and I literally spent about three nights in a row trying to do that, and I did it. And that was like one of the mo- <laughs> that was like that was like blood, sweat, and tears in a challenge It took so long. Um, the other, uh, I wouldn't say it was particularly difficult, but it was challenging, was doing, uh, the Gnome Achievement in Half-Life 2 Episode 2, uh, which I, it was an ordeal. That was, like, that was definitely one that I, um, I de- went, definitely went through. Actually, Dalo reminded me, uh, Devil May Cry, uh, definitely some challenging games. I love those games, but they are definitely, any of those, um, kind of intense action games, like Devil May Cry, um i remember getting really frustrated in god of war the first one when i had to fight Ares at the very end where he was a hard boss fight i think i almost like threw a controller uh when i was doing the Ares boss fight where it was it was that again then again i was like 14 at the time so i was way less mature so
0: right Uh, i'm gonna read up some more in the comments uh we have two people say uh uh, Ghost and Goblins or Super Ghost and Goblins that was ridiculous that that was a great game but really hard that was the Ancient Dark Souls, um, and along with that people are saying Ori in the Blind Forest which is insane just insane all right uh, so- yeah yeah I just I just
1: finished Ori uh, a couple months ago and that there were some parts of that game that were absurdly difficult so
0: right and I'm speaking. Because for a while, and, and I brag about this, I was doing review for that for one of my old sites, and I was the best uh, Ori and the Blind Forest player like, on their <laughs> leaderboards um, up until the embargo lifted, and then instantly someone beat me, of course. But, um, yeah, the whole notion of doing it all without dying... And that was an achievement and a mode in this new version. Uh, I, that's, that just seems impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so personally, games that have been the hardest for me, if we're talking just mechanically difficult, like, like it's just a difficult game, um, that's going to be the original demon souls i at first like that game was so difficult i thought it was broken to begin with like it was just a yeah bad, like i was like oh this is just i don't understand why people recommend this this is just a bad game they just didn't finish this game that was a wrong opinion i figured that out after just beating my head against the concrete wall that is demon souls uh for a long time um, and it's kind of been why I haven't been returning to Dark Souls three, at least when I'm having busy final season and reviews, just because it, it's definitely a time investment. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're talking about hard game, because they just didn't work, uh, HTOL, hashtag N I Q the Firefly Diary, real name. <laughs> we're going to talk about it. Uh, I don't know. Later. I don't know what's worth spelling out that name or trying to say it. It's like <laughs> either I'm way. I'm very used to saying it at this point. It just rolls <laughs> off the tongue. Um, and also, I'm reviewing a game now, it's going to come out soon for the PlayStation Vita. It's a very difficult game, not because it's broken, uh, but very difficult curves, like uh, difficulty curves, um, is Stranger of Sword City. Um, so, that, it, it's, it's been something that I can't really easily progress through it at all, and it's the type of game, um, it really is good for handheld, because something, it's very grindy, but it, it's difficult in that sense um all right so next question how do you approach difficulty in games like what's your strategy um so when it comes to like a difficulty
2: curve in a game if it's a game i really want to like play and enjoy for the first time around so uh fireman birthright is probably the best example for me at this point i played through it the first time on normal just enjoyed the game took it nice and easy and then when i felt like hating myself we bump it up to heroic and then we just go for it. We go for the hardest difficulty <laughs> and just shrug just on through it.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I totally did the same thing with... Um... I, uh, with Call of Duty games when I was in, you know, like in high school around then, um, you know, where basically I would kind of do, I would do the campaign once through on normal so I can kind of enjoy the story and the set pieces and all that stuff. Then I would crank it up to Veteran and I would go through the campaigns and do those, which, you know, some, some games were definitely easier than others. Uh, I think the only one I actually never beat on Veteran was Call of Duty 2 because Call of Duty 2 was notoriously hard. That was a difficult game. But I did actually manage to survive doing uh, World at War, which was definitely the, the hardest one I had to finish. Uh, because that game was grenades at war because mm-hmm. any time that you went through you would get uh, immediately get like eight grenades thrown at you at once and it was right. <laughs> it was really difficult yeah. Um, but I think when I approach difficulty, I think it's just a matter of expectation where it's like I know that's like okay, this is gonna be challenging but I'm gonna work through it. And what? I think um, you know Dark Souls in particular has been you know I think dark Souls is really good about that where it's like even though it is difficult, it, it, you know, it rewards you and it, it teaches you that it's like, you know, okay, you're you're getting killed here because, you know, clearly there's some obstacle here and you just have to kind of figure your, your way out around it. And that was definitely what I felt with uh, Bloodborne, which was the first kind of Souls-esque game that I played. Right. Um, and then, you know, I've been working, now I'm working through uh, the, the uh, first couple Dark Souls games so I can get to Dark Souls 3. Okay. Yeah.
0: Nice. Um, yeah, for me, it's, it's just a matter of just. Trying over and over. like I- I'm very hesitant to lower a difficulty setting ever. I think there's only possibly been one occasion like when I'm at the end of the game and like yeah. I cannot do. It. I've spent hours beating the boss. I'm like, all right, okay, I have to lower it. But I um yeah I always try to set it to medium settings or medium high settings if it has it. I never go hard right away. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, so I eventually will go through the playthrough like you said and then try it on hard mode. Um, all right, so let's let's keep plugging away because we're, we're – this is a long podcast. We're doing a good job on this. Yep. If I do say so myself. All right, we've got one more segment. Oh, wait. Actually, I want to ask this question. Have you ever given up on a game for being too difficult? What is that game?
2: Does being
0: an angry
2: five-year-old count mm-hmm. when you quit?
0: Yeah, it's what most people still are nowadays.
2: Damn. Uh <laughs> What? It... Ryan, you go because I need to think.
1: I uh, was well, say the only example that I could think of recently was um, when I played through. Uh, I played through Heavenly Sword like about a year or two ago, and I got to the very last boss. And I don't, I don't know. It, it wasn't even that the game was that necessarily difficult all the way through. I think it was just the very last boss. I just felt was really cheap, and I was just kept getting frustrated because it's just like. I was especially um, having a hard time with the controls. And uh, I wasn't a big fan of the blocking mechanics in that game. I think that's where I was getting really frustrated was I was trying to block but half the time it wouldn't work. And I just got so frustrated that I just like, I just, I ended up just looking up the ending on YouTube. Like, I know that's like, that's not what i like to do. I like to finish a game, but I just was, I I don't like to get frustrated by games. So even when I play a difficult game, I, you know, I stop myself before I get to that point where it's like, okay, now I'm just getting mad. So I think that's the only thing recently that I can think of. Um, Bloodborne. There were definitely some, some bosses in there that I ended up finishing the game, but there were definitely one or two bosses in there that made me like almost pulled my hair out was, uh, there was uh, Ebertos, the the one boss that's, like, kind of later in the game that was just, like, I had to do that boss fight, like, 20 times because it was really difficult.
0: Um, yeah, so mine was just mentioned in the chat, actually. Uh, number 8 Axel, I believe that's still Steven, says, Wolfenstein is too tough. I agree. I, uh, that Like, normally I quit games now. I have a whole catalog of games behind me. But mostly I quit games now because time constraints. Um, yeah. and Wolfenstein was one of those that wasn't because of time constraints. Cause I tried playing on, well, not, I guess it wasn't Uber to begin with, but are we uh, talking about uh new order or the new original? Order. Wolfenstein? Oh, the new okay. order. Yeah. New order. Yeah. Um, I started on the hardest difficulty setting cause that's what I heard from people to do right from the get go, especially if you're a trophy hunter and I'm a trophy hunter. So I started on that and just could not progress. And I was, I refused to lower the, uh, the difficulty setting, but it was basically a slow crawl through the whole thing for me. And I feel like I Wolfenstein I feel
1: like Wolfenstein wasn't too bad for me. Um I think there were maybe like one or two situations where I kind of got um where I kind of got stuck and it was just but it, you know eventually I did get through them. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was to the same degree as like a Bloodborne or a Dark Souls or anything like that, but yeah. I think I played I played it on normal though, so it probably maybe if you guys played it on a harder difficulty then maybe it would have right. uh, Yeah. That's yeah. what I hear from
2: a lot of people. Chris, I've... think of a game. Yeah, so I realized what it is. So I forget which one it was. But trying to play Through the Fire and the Flames on Expert on Guitar <laughs> Hero, I quit on that, especially because I'm sitting there. I, I, as you guys can tell, I own guitars. I play the guitar. I just threw the thing across my room and I was like, that's a piano <laughs> part you're trying to make me play. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, that is just a physically demanding game. All right, so let's go on. We've got one segment left until the giveaway. This is a uh, irregular segment. We're not going to hold this all the time. This is basically. going to happen when we see something in the industry that we think characterize it, but it's titled 8-Bit Idiot, Um, and while everyone in the industry, games and press, has a bad day, um, there's some people that generally, you know, really, I think, mess up in a substantial way, and this is a way for us to just poke fun at people in the industry. Um, Not specifically, we're not going to name names or name publications, and we're going to use it as a platform to talk about a broader issue. Uh, today and people in the chat or people listening may know this. Uh, Star Fox Zero came out and one major publication posted a quasi review of it. Um, and the reviewer mentioned in that review that basically uh, he ripped it. He ripped Star Fox Zero new and he said it was everything wrong in video games. But he hadn't finished it. He hadn't completed it. He said he played just about halfway through the game. And while it was the publication's um, general review policy to give every game that you review a good faith effort uh, or try to beat it, you know, you have to beat it or try to beat it. He said, I refuse to even pick up this game. Um, I think it's so bad. And therefore, this isn't a review. Um, So, yeah, What, what do we think about that? Can you review a game without finishing the whole game?
2: No, Um, just no. You have to to play through the game. You can decide before you've beaten the game whether or not you like it, but I don't think you could say I'm giving the game a fair chance if I haven't actually beaten it, especially since everything I'm reading on Star Fox Zero is the game is okay, but the controls take getting used to. So if you're going to sit here and you're going to play through it, then just stop and say, I hate it, especially because I don't like the controls. I'm not reviewing this. Then you're wrong. You know, like, and kind of the other point I would have on this is there is literally no industry that you could be assigned, assigned, uh, assigned a task and then say, Hey, um, I don't like this. So I'm not going to do the task I was assigned.
0: Right. You know? Yeah. So I, I don't like it at all. Um, yeah, personally, like, I get it. I, I understand there are games out there that you don't like. It's okay to have a, you know, to think the game is the worst piece of shit. You, you know, I wouldn't mind if anything, if anyone goes and looks at a review and really hates a game and gives it a 0 out of 10. Um, and I think there's definitely a point in the game where you can, you know, make that realization. But I, I didn't like, especially in this where... Um, the author specifically said that they didn't give a good faith effort to try and beat the game they knew they could have beat the game they didn't even try there's a difference you know it's okay not to like a game and it's okay even not to beat a game there's major MMOs and there's um, you know Fallout 4 for instance not an MMO is you know there's there's no way you're going to beat the game Animal Crossing you can't beat the game um, however I think you know writing a quasi review uh, just bashing the game is basically reviewing the game anyway and it's reviewing a game based on saying that you know that i didn't want to finish it. it's not it's not for me i didn't complete it. i think he would have been better served just by you know maybe whatever two or three hours it would have been um or if he said that it literally became unplayable for him um then that would be another thing but that's that's just what i believe and i think this applies to everyone in the industry i think it it definitely applies to how we run reviews at dual shockers um or at least how i'm doing it as reviews editor now um but we make sure that all the games are either completed or have they've made the good faith effort to complete it ryan what do you think
1: yeah, I um you know, I definitely feel, um, you know, a similar way that I think when, when it comes to reviewing a game that, you know, the point is that you're you're providing opinion that, you know at the most basic level, you're providing an opinion that will have people, you know, base their decision on whether or not to purchase a game or play it or check it out or, you know, pay attention to it. So I think, you know, in the interest of respecting um you know, respecting a player, you know, a, uh, a reader's, you know, time and, and their interest in something, you know, obviously, you know, doing a disservice, it's doing a disservice to them to be, you know, dishonest or giving, um, you know, not, not presenting an honest opinion of the game that you're trying to review. Cool. Um, you know, I think, I think, you know, but I think, I do think that there are, I think if you're reviewing a game, you should at least be uh, have played enough of the game that you're comfortable to, you know, either assign a score or give a, a um, you know, give an opinion on the game. Um, you know, obviously that might be a little bit up to, um, up to, you know, different perspectives. Um, you know, so we're not in in my circumstances. I think when I play a game, you know, I try to play it through all the way. You know, I try to I finish. You know, if there's like a, a main campaign or something like that, I finish that so that way I can give a thorough opinion. Or if it's a multiplayer game. You know, like that's the thing is I think there are some different um, there are some not exceptions, but there are just some different circumstances with like a multiplayer game. Obviously, you can't finish a multiplayer game. Um, So generally, when I play a multiplayer game, I try to play enough of it that I feel comfortable where I, I feel like I know the game well enough that i can give an honest critique of it or an honest opinion of it uh, or in the case of something like for example when i did fallout where fallout i put in probably about 50 or fallout 4 i put in about 50 or 60 hours of that game and i saw nowhere near 100 percent of that game but I played enough of it that I had I had finished the main story and I had played enough of the side missions and done enough of the content that I felt comfortable giving an opinion of of Fallout 4, um, you know. Or in the case of games like uh, an MMO or an online-only game that's going to change over time, you know, I think a re- it's it's a little different in some of those cases. Um, right. But overall, I, I, like I like I said, I think I think you should at least. Um, Finish the game, or play enough of it that you feel comfortable giving your opinion on it. Right, um, which is which is subjective, but I think you know, to me, I, I try to finish, you know, finish the game and um, get enough of an opinion on it that I can I can give an opinion to someone
0: else. Right. Um. So yeah, I there there's definitely, you know, there's definitely an argument if a game is so bad personally to you that that, yeah, you can't review it any further. But right. I I think if that's the case, it's worth you know noting, making, finishing as much as you can, making the review, and noting possibly who it might appeal to because there are people that this game would appeal to. I mean, like even the most uh, even the worst actual reviews, the ones that came out said like basically you know if you're a diehard Star Fox game, fan, if you like uh, motion controls, you know there there it does work for an audience and that audience cannot you know sometimes is isn't you and sometimes you might think that most of that audience isn't you but it's still worth noting and i think that that's the in service it did um, and basically he should uh, yeah like I, I not i feel bad reading that for the developer for platinum games and i feel bad for the readers who now are what i think either maybe underinformed it was a it was a funny editorial for some but I think it leads for underinformed readers. Um, all right, so I'm going to lead some uh, some comments in the chat. Mister Uncle Muscle says internet trolls like me are assholes, and so is everyone else in the room. But that guy was a lazy asshole. Send his ass home and let him put the nose in the corner. Yeah, that's definitely cruel. But yeah, like I- I've read w- much worse than that opinion today, and we're not here to call out the guy, uh, the guy or the edit- the publication that did it. Um, said, no, you shouldn't, you should definitely have to beat it, not conquer it, but at least finish it. Uh, JL Floor says, you can certainly give it a fair review if you haven't beaten it. Granted, if it's 10 hours long, get to the end, but there are games that are just long and need to be completed to get a good feel. Yeah, I think that's where we agree with most of this. And Audge winner of Quantum Break, said, seriously unprofessional of him. He didn't invest enough time to get a fair, uh, and somewhat accurate review. So... It sounds like we're all pretty negative on this, and we'll get off it, but I'm, uh, I'm glad to see that everyone in the chat agrees that, you know, that, that's definitely an issue, and publications should continue to give a full impression of the full game, and it's, it's good that he let us know that it was, a you know, he only played half the game, it would have been worse if he didn't say anything and just posted the review, that he only finished half the game, but yeah. Alright, so, we've gotten to the end of that. Now, what everyone's here waiting for, we're going to see the viewer count drop, but we're doing the Dark Souls (laughs) 3 giveaway. So this is going to be for any platform. Uh, This was generously donated by our own site, of course. Uh, So make sure you go to DualShockers.com and always look at our stuff. But (laughs) enough plug. We'll do plugs later. Um, Let's find a winner. So. Just so you know, winner is going to be picked from the chat. We're going to do more giveaways in the future. We're going to try and do a giveaway every week. It might not be so big, and I'll actually tell you, it's definitely not going to be so big. But we are going to do giveaways every week. So if you want to win something, come Wednesday, 830 to the Twitch chat. Are you guys ready? This is going to Go. determine who wins Souls. Death Fuse. Death Fuse. Great participant. All right. So as we said before, Death Fuse um go to uh email us at editors at dualshockers.com can someone put that in the chat and that's great all right so <laughs> now we're gonna now that we've done this and i'm sure people are gonna leave let's just finish off you know shotgun style the uh what we've been playing upcoming games let's quick bullet points all right so ryan what have you been playing
1: uh so in terms of stuff i've recently finished um you can read about on the site uh the walking dead michonne episode two uh right. the third episode comes out next week and i'll be reviewing that uh minecraft story mode episode five you could also read about that on the site uh over the weekend i finished uh metro 2033 redo uh, and i'm playing last light now and then uh currently playing i'm playing dark souls one and final fantasy 10 hd
0: okay chris what have you been playing
2: uh, so, recently I have been playing through Fire Emblem Revelations, Just Beat It, and I've been soaking uh, time into my addiction, uh, known as Destiny.
0: Nice. Me, myself, and I have been playing uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, which I reviewed last week, and I've been uh, reviewing Stranger of Sword City, which is coming out soon on PlayStation Vita. The review will be out very soon. Probably next few days. Uh, probably already out if you're listening to this, actually. Uh, All right, so going into upcoming games uh, for this week, tomorrow, uh, April 21st, Battlefleet uh, Gothic Armada, whatever, PC, Um, on the 22nd, we have Lumo coming out on PlayStation 4 and Vita, Uh, we also have Star Fox Zero coming out, Star Fox Guard with it, that review's incoming from us, we have played the full game, hint, hint. <laughs> then, also on the 22nd, Dungeons 2 for PlayStation 4. Uh, on April 25th, HTOL hashtag NIQ, the Firefly Diary, Vita game ported over to PC. Do not play it. Um, unofficial review from me, not official DualShockers review. On the 26th, we have House Marks Alienation, which looks awesome. I can't wait to play that. Um, also, on the 26th, Hitman Episode 2, uh, the Italy one. On the 26th,. That's for, uh, sorry, for PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Uh, Hyper Devotion nor Goddess Blackheart on PC. Uh, King's Quest Chapter 3, Once Upon a Climb for PC, PS3, PS4, 360, and Xbox One. And last but not least, also on the 26th, Severed for PlayStation Vita, which also looks great. Mm-hmm. All right, so that is the end. Uh, if you like what we do and you should like what we do, let us know. Uh, but you can follow us at Twitter.com slash DualShockers, Facebook.com slash DualShockers, Instagram.com slash DualShockers, basically go anywhere and type DualShockers, you'll get us. Um, YouTube.com, are a little bit different, we're DSTV Originals, uh, and to come watch and be part of the show, you, you can have your comments read off and be part of the MP3. Uh, join us every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. We're going to try and do giveaways every week, but it's at twitch.tv slash DualShockers Live. Of course, like, uh, subscribe, and all that stuff that you can do on Twitch. Also, uh, you can find our round-the-clock news coverage, reviews, features, and editorials over at the main site, DualShockers.com. Come and keep the lights on. Uh, make sure you turn off your ad block, all that fun stuff. Um, so what do we have that we want to talk about at... Cool, shockers. You're doing PAX East, right, Ryan? I am going to PAX East. I am going to uh, pack my stuff
1: immediately after doing this podcast. So, um, <laughs> But, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be going to Boston for PAX East this weekend. Um, so you can check out on the site. Um, we'll have tons of uh, – I'll probably be checking out about 10 games that I have appointments for plus show floor stuff. So I'm going to be checking out a lot. Um, PAX East is probably one of my favorite gaming events of the year. So I'm really excited about it. Um, so if you see me, say Hi um otherwise i'll be walking around uh probably really tired and cranky but really excited to check out pax east um yep. it'll be a lot of fun there's lots of cool stuff um also make sure to check out um i'll be posting a ton of photos on instagram which will go to our other social media so if you want to check out check it especially check out instagram and i'll i'll get some cool photos during the event
0: all right so um yeah i'm of course gonna have my review up soon for stranger of sword city and go check out all the other reviews it'll be great thank you everyone for watching. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at Twitter, at Lou Cantaldi. Uh, Ryan, where they can, where can they find you? Uh,
1: just my name, simply, Ryan Meitler, at, uh, that's my Twitter uh, address. You can find me there.
0: Okay,
2: and Chris? You guys can find me at Mr. MoxieMence on Twitter, and uh, you guys should follow this Twitch channel, because I might randomly pop up on it sometimes.
0: Awesome. All right, so that is everything. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, we're going to go offline now. But have fun listening to our outro. Bye, everyone.